my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Today, we are going to talk about seven habits of highly effective SEOs. So I guess I'll go first. Number one, we actually talked about this recently, a couple episodes ago, but it is on upgrading your content. So you can use tools to crawl your website. You can use Screaming Frog. You can use the HREF site audit tool. You can use, I believe, Ubersys. You probably have an audit tool as well. But the yeah. whole idea here is that you are looking at, you know, maybe rankings that are dropping, traffic where it's going down on pages that ideally have high conversions on them. And then you're, you're kind of prioritizing there and then you're upgrading, meaning that you could be updating content. You could be removing some content. You want to make sure that ultimately you're creating the best experience possible. The vast majority of people focus too much on creating new content when and the new trend is actually on updating your content for established websites. Well, cool. number two is data and analytics. Eric, let me ask you a question. You've been an SEO for a long time. Have you noticed in many cases your traffic goes up and what happens to your sales or your leads or your conversions? Goes down. Or nothing really happens, right? So traffic mm -hmm. doesn't always mean more revenue or conversions. And the main reason for that is, is people aren't really looking at the data. Not all traffic is equivalent. Like we used to rank for, I think the term was Discord on page one. And it's like, cool, we don't really offer anything related to Discord. Sure, we help some companies with their community management, but it's not a core offering for our company. It's just like, yeah, traffic's great, but if it's not converting, who cares? Yes, there's conversion optimization. There's other things you can do, but more visitors doesn't necessarily mean more revenue, more sales, more leads. What you need to do is be very data-driven. 
what articles are creating leads or sales, the best type of customers. How do you get more of that kind of traffic? What are those keywords? Why are those people more likely to convert? Why are those other keywords not doing well? Because if you're generating traffic from keywords that are irrelevant, keep in mind, you're spending time creating content around those keywords and building links. So it's a waste of time, which means waste of money, waste of time that's inefficient for a business. If you want to do really well in SEO, you really need to dive into the data, the numbers, the analytics, and be data-driven and don't just look at time on site and bounce rate and, oh, my visit count's going up and my page view per visitor's going up. It's like, if it's not really impacting the bottom line, it doesn't matter. Yep. Number three. So SEO also means collaboration, right? And so to me especially when a site's getting a lot of traffic, SEO and CRO kind of become merged together. Or if someone else is handling CRO or conversion rate optimization, you have to be collaborating with them, right? Or also SEO is collaborating with content marketing. So I remember when I used to work at a company, we had a couple of properties that were getting millions of visits a month. And I sat in on product meetings and we had our content marketing people in there. We had our product people in there and we had our CRO people in there. And I was giving my thoughts. And, you know, I remember that the product people would kind of, you know, look down on the SEOs, but ultimately like it was a good collaboration. We figured out how to prioritize and work together and ultimately drive, you know, in our case, it was actually driving more views was beneficial to the bottom line of the business because it's an advertising business, but that's not the case for most people. Number four, creativity. I love using this example. If you ever Google auto insurance, at least in the United States, there's 1.45 billion results currently as I'm doing this search and 301,000 searches for this month, which means there's roughly 4,817 articles for each person searching for that month. That's a lot of content to choose from. The issue these days is People just keep creating the same content over and over and over and over again. In other words, they're just regurgitating. If you can't say something new, this point, the web is already pretty saturated. Don't create the same just regurgitated content. Just don't even waste your time creating content. Go find something new to do or don't waste your time. And the reason I think this is important is people believe that if you're using AI copywriters or spinners or just have an army of writers. If you just create content over time, you get more traffic. That's not really the case. It's really hard to rank these days unless you have a new, fresh perspective. Google has something called EEAT. Marketers or SEOs call it E or double E. And it stands for experience, expertise, authority, and trust. You need to make sure that your article offers something fresh. When I write about marketing articles, yes, some of the points in the articles may be some of the same things that other people talk about, but I'll talk about my experiences working with clients at my ad agency, NP Digital, and what clients are seeing right now or what they're not seeing or some of the stats and the data or some of the mistakes that I made implementing these tactics over the last 20-something years. So I'm bringing in experience and things that people won't get if they read other articles. Another example of this is, let's say you have articles related to medical treatments like cancer. Yes, you may not be a doctor, but if you're writing about how you felt when you're going through some of those treatments and little hacks to feel better or lose less hair that you found that worked for you, that may not be medically proven, but just generally like, hey, this is how I felt when I was going through chemo or whatever it may be, and this is what helped me or this drink helped me or whatever you know, that you can add that makes the article more unique. That's the kind of stuff that does really well. So if you can bring in some personalization, some storytelling, some stats and data, stuff that's unique that other people don't have, you're going to be much better off. 
All right. Number five from my end is talking to your customers. So this seems counterintuitive, but it's an important skill to have. If you're an SEO and if you decide to ever build something for yourself in the long term, you have to talk to customers. And in this case, your customers are people that are consuming the content, right? So whatever strategy you're putting around that, that's one piece of it, right? But also your customers, your other stakeholders are also people within the company. So you actually have to learn because there's so many stakeholders, you have to learn how to play the political game, right? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. People can complain about office politics, but if you want to get things done, if you want to go far, you got to go together, right? Otherwise you go alone. And that's fine if you're, certainly it's fine if you're building like an affiliate site and all that, but that's what I've learned over the years. Like when I work within a company or, you know, within my own company, I still, it's not like I can just tell everyone what to do, right? I have to figure out, you know, what's important to them and, you know, what their roadblocks are. And same thing for customers, same thing for internal stakeholders. You have stakeholders across the board. The more you learn about, hey, you know, is the content actually helpful right now? Or what other content are you looking for? You send a survey to your your email list, you're going to be able to better calibrate. Otherwise, you're going to be building in a vacuum and you don't want to be doing that. It's like building a product in a vacuum. That's ultimately going to fail because you're not getting constant customer feedback. So you have to build in public, ideally, and you have to kind of collaborate with customers. Number six, trends. If you can't figure out what's trending, it's going to be really hard for you to build links. I know Google is slowly going away from links as their main factor when it comes to rankings, but it still is a huge factor. And when you think about links, the easiest way to get links is understanding trends and leveraging them. You know, like when COVID first came out, I started talking about how COVID is impacting marketing. That kind of stuff is trending related. That topic did really well. People started linking to it or, hey, there's a lot of people charging for tools. There's a big demand for free tools out there. Let me switch and release some free tools out there and that can help me build links. Like these are all examples of leveraging trends to just generate more backlinks, which is super important in the SEO game because sending hundreds and hundreds of manual emails or thousands is a really tough game when it comes to link building. All right. So number seven, it's not going all in necessarily on AI or chat GPT, but it's using them legit as an assistant, right? So I've seen a lot of people that are actually pumping out a lot more content now, but they're really editorial heavy and they have writers that are kind of looking at things. So it, they're making sure that they're not just letting AI do 80% of the work. So let the humans do the majority of the work and let the AIs assist. This is especially good for your, let's say upgrading content, for example, right? And so if you're able to do that, you're going to be able to leverage the power of AI. Also, AI can help you generate your thumbnails and things like that. You should be able to increase your output significantly, and it's going to be quality output. So just make sure you're not letting the AI go on autopilot, and then you're going to be able to scale for long term. And this goes back to kind of to what Neil is talking about with trends at the end of the day. So that is it for today. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on YouTube or on the pod, and we will see you tomorrow. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. 
exploreminnesota.com live. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.